Welcome to the video book summary of Spin Selling by Neil Rackham. This book was published in 1988 and weighing in at 197 pages. Spin Selling is essential reading for anyone involved in selling or managing a sales force. Unquestionably the best documented account of sales success ever collected. And the result of the Hatwades Corporation's massive 12-year, $1 million research into effective sales performance. This groundbreaking resource details the revolutionary spin situation, problem, implication, need, payoff strategy. In spin selling, Rackman, who has advised leading corporations such as IBM and Honeywell, delivers the first book to specifically examine selling high-value product and services. By following the simple, practical, and easy-to-apply techniques of spin, readers will be able to dramatically increase their sales volume from major accounts. Rackman answers key questions such as, what makes success in major sales? And why do techniques like closing work in small sales but fail in large ones? You'll learn why traditional sales methods which would be developed by small consumer sales just won't work for larger sales and why conventional selling methods are doomed to fail in major sales. Packed with real-world examples, illuminated graphics, and informative case studies, and backed by hard research data, Spin Selling is the million-dollar key to understanding and producing record-breaking high-end sales performance. If you like what you hear in the book summary, I strongly suggest you buy the book using the link in the description. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of Spin Selling. The difference between small and large sales. Define small sale. Is a sale which can normally be completed in a single call and which involves a low dollar value. In selling consumer good products, knowledge makes all the difference. But in large sales, it can prevent success because the customer won't see enough value to justify such a large decision. Customer hesitation when deciding about a large sale isn't so much about the product as entering a relationship. You will have to work with the seller over a period of some months rather than just buy the item and walk out the door. In small sales, the customer can afford to take more risks because the consequence of mistakes are relatively small. The spin sequence of questions. 1. Situation questions. Don't overuse them and bore the customer. Who do they benefit? The seller. Tell me more about your business or what steps do you go through in making a purchasing decision here? Do your homework before the call. 2. Problem questions. Explore problems, difficulties, and dissatisfaction. Number three, implication questions. Ask how the problems will affect future probability, customer satisfaction, etc. The idea is to take a problem that the buyer perceives to be small and build it up into a problem large enough to justify action and build up the value or usefulness of the solution. Decision makers seem to respond most favorably to sales people who uncover implications. Implication questions are sad. And number four, need payoff questions. If you ask the buyer to explain to which elements of the problem your solution can solve, they are explaining the payoff themselves and will find the solution more acceptable. Is it important for you to solve this problem? Why would you find this solution so useful? Is there any other way this could help you? The buyer's attention is now focused on how the solution would help, not on the product details. It is easier for them to remember this when convincing others rather than a list of features. 
need payoff questions are happy. How to prepare implication questions. Number one, write down a potential problem the customer is likely to have. Two, then ask yourself what related difficulties this problem might lead to. Write these down. And three, for each difficulty, write down the questions it suggests. Avoid need payoff questions too early in the call. This will likely put the customer on the defense. Build up needs before asking need payoff questions, such as, if I could show you a way to increase productivity here, would you be interested? Would you be interested in a faster way to process your accounts? Better, why is that important? How would that help? Would it be useful if, if there is any other way this could help you? Use open-ended questions. Using open or closed questions is less important than addressing all the spin areas above. Handling objections. Successful sellers concentrate on objection prevention, not on objection handling. Closing. Define closing. A behavior used by the seller which implies or invites a commitment so that the buyer's next statement accepts or denies commitment. Closing technique work when the sale is small, but fail to work as the size of the sale increases. Closing techniques speed sales, but in larger sales you want more time with the client, not less. You don't wonder, how can I cut down on the time I'm spending with the key decision makers? Your objective shouldn't be to close a sale, but to open a relationship. Plan for the four outcomes of a sales call. What is your objective of the call? Know before you call if you want an order or advance. Number one, order. Number two, advance. Moves the sales forward towards a decision. If this isn't your goal for the call, you're wasting your prospects and your time. Number three, continuation. Customers often make positive noises at the end of a call as a polite way to get rid of unwanted seller. This is not an action. An advance is successful. This is continuation, which is not. And number four, no sale. Define need. Any statement made by the buyer which expresses a want or concern that can be satisfied by the seller. Define value. When the customer perceives the problem to be larger than the cost of solving it. Cost isn't the only consideration for the buyer. In major sales, you must develop the need further so that it becomes larger, more serious and more acute in order to justify the additional cost of your solution. Remember that in larger sales, the cost isn't measured only in terms of money. A bad decision can cost the buyer his job. The buyer often perceives significant risks and hassles which add to the cost side of the value equation. How listing all features can backfire for a low price product. For lower price products, by listing all the features, the customer comes to expect a higher price. When the product turns out to be much cheaper than its competition, the increased price sensitivity can cause the buyer to feel extra positive about the lower price tag. But if the item is a hundred times more expensive, the price concern created by the features will make people less likely to buy. That's why really expensive watches have very few features and emphasize their style instead. And that's a wrap on book 97, Spin Selling by Neil Rackham. Subscribe to our channel for future video book summaries and follow us on Instagram. This summary is from the website samuelthomasdavis.com 
watch previous video book summaries on our channel. And if you like the video and want to buy the book, click the link in the video description to purchase from Amazon. Thanks for watching and I hope you learned a thing or two. Have a great day.